Oh, Mike's so happy because he just got married. Congratulations. I'm really happy for you. That was a beautiful wedding. I'm sensing some sarcasm, though. What? I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. What's going on here? No. Come oh. on, buddy. You know me. I love a good wedding. And your wedding was one of the best I've ever been to in my life. True story. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Let's just get into it. We're hanging. Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you by APC Pest and Termite Control, ParkStreetBooks.com, Larkin's Liquors, Royal Pizza, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, and our newest partners, Smear Campaign. They're a local band. We encourage you to support them because they support us, and that's what you do in a small town. Right, Mike? That is true. Small Town Scuttlebot. Well, 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 look who it is, a new man. What is that on your hand, Mike? Yeah, dude, my left hand feels about five pounds heavier now. That's okay. Right there, stop. When I got married and I got the wedding ring, uh-huh. it there was something about, like, this is new and foreign. I have to get used to this, right? Are, yeah. are you experiencing that? Oh, yeah. At the wedding reception, I went in to wash my hands. It was so bizarre to me. It was like I wasn't washing my hands. I was like, whoa, what what is this? That's funny. I honestly believed. Now, this is, um, it's palladium. I thought that I was allergic to it. <laughs> Which is funny. Oh, really? Like, that, that like sounds your like, hand was very affected by it? Yeah, it just it, it had a very uncomfortable ting feeling. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. something about it, it was just like... Your body was rejecting it? Yeah. Much like a um, an organ donation? <laughs> yeah. Who's going to buy that as an ex- Where's your Where's your wedding, wedding ring, honey? Oh, sweetheart, you know I'm allergic to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Uh, the wedding, Mike. I have, yes. I have to say something. I've been kind of giving you shit for, I don't know, how long have you been engaged? Uh, a little over a year. Yeah, I've been giving you shit that long about mm-hmm. your wedding prep. Like, I've always said, dude, it's going to be fine. Just the minutia that you're dealing with, no one will ever make note of it, remember yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, They'll just yeah. remember where they got sat. Mm-hmm. Did they like the people at the table or not? Was the food okay? Was the band good? But I have to say, it's been a long time. I've been at a wedding where I just felt like a lot of love, a lot of good vibes. Top down. Well, your good. family. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm not done. Okay. I'm yeah. not done. You know, yeah, just take yeah, a compliment because yeah. I don't give them out much. No, but I really want to say this. Allie's family, and then you got your family, and then you got Allie's friends, and then you got your friends, right? And then you've, then you got the Peabody Essex Museum where it was. Everything, all the vendors that you guys chose, everything was perfect. First off, thank you. So congrats, yes. Thank you, and I agree. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. We did have a number of people talk about, like, the love in the room. Mm -hmm. And I think what was cool, like, not not just ours either, like, other people being happy for us and, like, everybody that's been talking to us this past week has been, like, there was so much love in that room and everybody was thrilled and, like, everybody enjoyed themselves. So The only thing I regret was the fact that um, my wife could not be my plus one. We... Well, she was your plus one. She was my plus one, yeah. but she couldn't make it because of the national babysitter shortage. Mm-hmm. And I uh, don't dance. I've, we've mentioned that plenty of times. And I said, you know what? I'm going to find somebody and I'm just going to engage in good 
in-depth conversation, and that was with your nephew, Julius, yes. who tied my bow tie yes. and hung out with us. That kid, Julius, by the way, I know you're listening. You, you told me you were going to start listening to this show. So, what's up, bro? I hope you uh, have a good rest of your junior year in high school. This kid wants to be an astrophysicist. He is, and he knows how to tie a bow tie. He's, he's way ahead of me. Incredibly smart, yeah. He really is. He's a cool dude. One and, of my, and, oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, I can't stop mm-hmm. fawning over yeah, how no, great no. your wedding was. He played guitar yeah. with the band. Yeah. Like, dude, what, this, what a flex. What does this kid not do? One of my favorite parts of, actually two of my favorite parts of the weekend he was involved in. Uh, one, when he was helping everybody tie their bow ties. And before I even saw that, my dad said, oh, yeah, Julius is coming down in a little bit to help me tie my tie. Because the last part of tying it, my my dad was like, "I, it's just not qu- coming out quite right. Yeah. So he said, so Julius is coming down in a little bit to help. I'm the one that taught Julius how to tie a bow tie. So that was like a really cool moment of like, oh, I taught my nephew, but now my nephew's helping my dad do it. Yeah. Like, that's cool. And 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 his all adult male groomsmen. Like, yeah. how funny is his high school junior was, showing these older guys? One after another. Like, yep. you guys were lined up we were and lined Julius up. was like, here. Yep. Like, I got you. To paint the picture, folks, there was a full-length mirror and we all met in my hotel room. And he got a chair from the desk, stood on that behind us, and then just told us to chin up, and then just got it done. It was like a, a procession. Like yeah. next, you know. Yep. You guys were just on a conveyor belt. How funny. Yeah, and then he played uh, the song for our first dance. He he learned it on guitar and played it uh, along with a couple of our other friends, which was awesome. Yeah, good so for it was him. Like special to us. Yeah. So that was that was a great wedding. Um. It was in Salem, Massachusetts, a town that I'd only visited for the first time just two days, days before. Just days before, so yeah. we could go get our spa mani pedi. Yeah. Which how did you? What's what's your takeaway? Your nails still look good. You feel, feeling good? Did you? Was yeah, that a no, good experience. It, yeah, it was actually uh, not bad. I enjoyed it. Cool. So you have posted pictures on Facebook and stuff, and you've mentioned going to get manicures and pedicures and whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's what you have never mentioned before, <laughs> that. Immediately, I was like, I get it now. Guys, Rick loves going to get Manny Petties because when he sits down, he knows how long he'll be there for, and he knows he has a captive audience that can't leave. <laughs> They're there. Rick worked that room like you wouldn't believe, had everybody hanging on his every word, and I was like, this is Rick doing stand-up mm-hmm. when he can't do stand-up. It was it, like you... Owned that room. People way on the opposite corner of the of the room were looking our direction and listening to our conversation because they were interested in what was going on, and that was one hundred percent because you were you were uh, crushing it. Yeah, you were just like commanding the room, guys. Rick <laughs> actually said to the woman at one point, he said, "Wait till you get to my heels. They're a thing of real beauty, and you're gonna stop and say." Those are some nice feet. <laughs> and she did. And right? she did. Yeah. No, I get complimented on my feet because you have to keep going. Don't rest on your laurels, Mike. After a couple of rounds, then you got to go into maintenance mode. You got to okay, just kind of. Yeah, yeah. So just Routine oil change. Yeah. Don't yeah. think that that paraffin wax treatment is just going to carry you through to the summer. You, you and I should probably go do it again soon. Okay. I'll make an appointment. <clears throat> All right, let's do some corrections and omissions on last week. I was a little excitable. Is that where you're going? Yeah, you bounced around a bit. I noticed it when I listened, but I'm used to it. But you were really hard on yourself when you uh, 
listened back. I suspect that's because you had to edit the show. Yeah, imagine having to go through the unedited copy of that. That's the cleaned up version that the Scuttlebutt's got to listen to. <laughs> if you're new to the show, typically we have a format and we try to stick to it. And we've we've referenced my ADHD, or I call it ADD because I was diagnosed like when I was in fourth grade. Um, something that I work on, something I'm mindful of, I try to deal with it. So I'm, to correct it moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, we've got... My good friend Laura Johnston on the line. Um, she is a licensed mental health counselor, and we're just going to get uh, some feedback from Laura on how you can improve. I appreciate that. I am all ears. How's it going, Laura? Hi, Mike. Laura, in light of listening to Rick's uh, scattered thoughts last week, what would you recommend for Rick moving forward so that he can correct that and kind of uh, tone it down a bit and actually have a direction like some people with adhd have to take breaks after five minutes <laughs> um take like i'm writing this like down. Some, take breaks so, yeah so but i would say by 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 25 minutes for sure but it may have to be more often but finding whatever that sweet spot is for you rick as to when you stop being able to stay focused and then taking a break and you're going to be more productive. Okay. Yeah, I would say we'll be taking breaks about every 30 seconds. So how long should these breaks be? At least five minutes. So 20 minutes on, five minutes off. Yep. I don't know what your studio setting is like. I don't know what your distractions are like. Like how sexy and like is dressing right now. Do you have a lot of like things in front of you? Like what's yes, your environment? Yes, we do. Like? <laughs> we have a lot of bobbleheads, wind up toys, um, a, a Peter Venkman action figure is sitting on my, is straddling my microphone. Uh, there's a Bob Ross bobblehead. There's, yeah, there's a comfort bird and a squishy ninja. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But I feel, I feel comfortable at. with these things. And by the way, these are all toys that Mike brought. So I didn't bring right. all of them. Okay. So uh, clear distractions. Yeah, um, yeah. So trying to minimize distractions. Okay. Right. Tell Hold on. I was- I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> okay. You just clear them off the desk. I just, yeah, I just checked the box. Okay, what else? The other thing that's huge. Make it fast. I have to take a break in eight minutes. The other thing with ADHD is breaking everything into small tasks. Sometimes they're not small enough. Sometimes they need to be broken into micro tasks. Okay, so take breaks, so, clear distractions, small yeah. tasks. I'm on it. Tiny tasks, tiny tasks, and then I think you're going to need like a to-do list with all of these tiny little tasks. And then most importantly, there has to be a structure for the show. Otherwise, you guys are just spitballing radio. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've, got, I've got a structure. It, it goes on our structure whiteboard. Mm-hmm, but how detailed is it? Uh, pretty good. That's we got sections. Saying. We got an open. We have corrections and omissions. We have a state of the podcast address. Then we go to ads. Then we bring our guest. And mm-hmm. then Mike's going to close the show. Okay. And do you have any details under any of those sections? In my head. That's not good. Yeah, that's the problem. Right there. Okay, so. That's it. That's where you're going wrong. So do you write down your, like when you did the ad on the show I listened to, it sounded like you had it written. Did you? No. Shazam. No, see? Yeah. I I bet you took a break. (laughs) I probably did. Okay, good. I'm going to work on these, Laura. (laughs) I'm putting you in my my phone here. You're in my contacts, and I'm just going to call you whenever I need to. Okay. Oh, God. Sorry, Laura. Okay, great. Great. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Okay, I got it. Thank you. You got it. You got this. All right, guys. Good luck. So 
in reflecting on how we've been and you want to improve moving forward, um, do we want do we want to do this? Are we ready for this? We absolutely are, and so are the scuttlebuds. <clears throat> Welcome and good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening. I, Richard J. Fink Jr., and my partner Michael J. Page, not Jr., are here to address the state of the small town scuttlebutt podcast. As we approach the second anniversary of the birth of this podcast, we believe it prudent to address some elements of the show with you, our distinguished, super intelligent, and ravishingly good-looking scuttlebuds. We understand you could be listening to one of the other million podcasts out there, but here you are, clueless of the existence of better programs and loyal to the stupidity that befalls your ears weekly. We stand at the precipice of greatness. A new dawn greets us, and we plan to seize the day and operate henceforth in a manner befitting the greatness that has befallen us and which has come to be expected of the hosts of this great podcast, Small Town Scuttlebutt. In the past year, we have encouraged our scuttlebuds to better themselves through their actions. We have called upon our brethren and sistren and Greta Van Susterens to quit their mainstream habits and thus break the tyrannical chains of dependency upon the colossal warehouses of Jeff Bezos. We have called for a cease to the hostilities of pointless Facebook aggressions. Additionally, we have called upon our scuttlebuds to endeavor to read more. Just last summer, Rick even completed a whole book all on his own. But these requests and accomplishments are the past. We do not intend to rest on our laurels, but rather we seek to improve our current standing by endeavoring for further greatness. We seek to better not just our small corner of the universe, but rather to grow our circle of influence beyond the confines of our community. As we embark on this new journey, we ask you to join us, not as a chore, but out of a necessity to better ourselves in the interest of the greater good for our communities and the world at large. We hereby proclaimeth heretofore these three righteous scuttlebutt declarations, which we will judiciously execute with prudence, sagacity, and determination, along with many other big words we pulled from the thesaurus just now. Number one. We are embarking on a new age of electronic communication to catch up with every other podcast in the cosmos by building a state-of-the-art website and social media campaign backed by our generous sponsors to date, APC Pest and Termite Control, ParkStreetBooks.com, Larkin's Liquors, Royal Pizza, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, and our newest partners, Smear Campaign, a local band that sounds totally awesome live in concert. We pledge swift action in this area and look forward to launching before the summer. Number two, while we think we are totally interesting, witty, and particularly handsome, we have come to our collective senses and understand that much of this is probably just our fat egos. Therefore, it is with great excitement that we announce a guest-heavy lineup 
of shows moving forward. No longer will I whine about windshield wipers, nor will Mike cry about too many ice cream trucks in our community. Nay, there are too many talented contributors to this society whose voices must be heard and their stories must be told. However, that does not mean censorship over war stories of staying at the Nyack Motor Lodge or posthumous musings of Wilford Brimley. And finally, number three, we will be prepared. No longer will we wing it. No, our sponsors deserve better. Our scuttlebuds deserve better. We will approach each episode with things like a game plan, an agenda, and dare I say, well-thought-out interview questions. Yes, these things sound professional-like, and we do declare to take our nonsense more seriously because we actually have momentum and are curious to see what our potential is if we actually rise to the occasion. Thank you, Scuttlebuds, for your time and your support. We look forward to growing this podcast with you and all of the friends that you share this podcast with. If you're in need of a great new book, or maybe you just need a smile and a nice compliment to get you through the day because the world is wearing on you with all the uncertainty and all, might I recommend stopping in to Park Street Books. Jim James will not only give you the book that you need, he's going to make your day a little bit better too, because that's what he does. He's Jim James. He was put on this planet to put smiles on kids' faces, and it's just going to wear off on you. Yep. He advertises with us. We're Small Town Scuttlebutt. We're not squeaky clean. We say what we want. We do what we want. And that's what he loves about us. We're talking to not the kids. This is not a kid's show. We're talking to the parents of the kids. That's you, Scuttlebuds. Stop what you're doing and go check out Park Street Books or ParkStreetBooks.com. No, no. Continue doing what you're doing, which is listening to this podcast. Mike, you are such a bad salesman. You're killing the the goose that laid the golden egg, man. After the show, you and me, Park Street Books. Sounds good. It's a date. Do you know what? We're doing these ads, and here's a new advertiser, so we have to give them some special introductory love, right? It's Scuttlebuds. We have a new advertiser, and this is the third advertiser that came to us. Now we've got Smear Campaign. They're a band, and they sound great live. you got to check them out online. Smear Campaign. Right now, they're working on some 70s sounds. The best rock music came from the 1970s. That's a fact, not an opinion. Mike, get on their website. There. I, what do yeah, you say? No, I'm, cool? I just looked them up, and I, here's what I like. They do a little of everything. They've got top 40 throwbacks, rock, hip-hop, R&B, rap, classic. Smear Campaign, can't wait to hang with you in the studio and uh, grow this relationship. Okay, well, Liz Daly is making her way down the stairs. My wife is escorting her into the small town Skittlebutt studio in the northeast corner of my basement. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, and I think this is perfect timing, Rick, because we just did that state of the podcast. We talked about where we came from, how we want to be better moving forward, how everybody should be better moving forward. Please come along with us. And here we have Liz. We have invited her here for a new segment that we are calling Bunghole of the Week. Now... Uh, This is Small Town Scuttlebutt. The hole in a scuttlebutt, which was a barrel on a ship, is called the bunghole. The bunghole of the week is going to be a a real jackass of sorts that needs to be highlighted 
uh, for all the wrong reasons. To make it as a scuttlebutt bunghole of the week, you've got to You've got to reach a new low. You need to be put in your place, and that's what we are here to do. That's what Liz is bringing to us. Yeah. It's like a public service announcement. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Avoid the bunghole. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, got it. Let's get into the bunghole of the week. That was weird wording, huh? Mm-hmm. But here we here we go. Let's <laughs> deep into the let's bunghole. Let's dive right in. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> so this week's bunghole is a gentleman by the name of Simon Levive, not his real name, listeners. So some of you may be familiar with the Netflix documentary, The Tinder Swindler, or at least have seen a boatload of press coverage about it. Simon Levive is Israeli-born, very modest upbringing. He started his illustrious conning career at the tender age of 15 by committing credit card and check fraud. In fact, he stole checks from the parents of a kid he was supposed to be babysitting, and then he left the five-year-old kid alone. <gasps> Where did, what, if you left him alone, where did he go? To the bank to cash the checks he stole. Wow. <laughs> he did it right then and there. Yeah. Oh. I mean, crime of opportunity, I guess. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so I he, bet he paid himself more than they were going to. Seriously, well, he, right? Like, well, he's getting paid. He's getting paid. Wouldn't it be funny if he, if he filled out the check for exactly what he would have gotten had he stuck <laughs> around? Yeah. Like he, it's a blank check, and he's just like, $26 and zero zero <laughs> over 100 <laughs> So after that, he quickly graduated his hustle to basically what is would be considered a Ponzi scheme style of con by getting women to loan, and quote unquote, I put that in quotes because he had zero intention of ever paying him back money, mm-hmm. which he would then spend on other women and so on and so forth. So he managed to do all of this by assuming a fake identity, claiming to be an heir to the Levive Diamond Fortune, which is a real thing or they're real company billionaires so he used this stolen money to buy luxury cars watches designer clothes and then created this social media profile depicting him as this jet-setting billionaire and waiting so exotic locations fancy dinners blah 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 this mm-hmm. is that inventing anna thing that's also on netflix yes. right now wild okay continue mm-hmm. so he then went on tinder and started setting up dates with all of these unsuspecting women. And after whining and dining them in these exotic locales, in fact, he the one of the women he conned, they went on a date, went out to dinner, and at dinner he said, get on my private plane with me, we're going to go to Paris. And she went. And <laughs> her, I mean, she could have been beheaded. I, right? I mean, God almighty, like, the, who just meets someone... And, and within two hours, is getting on a private plane with them. Someone who watches a lot of romance movies, yes. rom-coms yeah. and things. Yes. Frank Sinatra used to mm-hmm. do that with mm-hmm. women, but that's Sinatra, not some... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So after he got them in his, his clutches and had convinced them that you know he was this man about the world, he would then <laughs> tell them that his quote-unquote enemies were after him and he couldn't access his funds, otherwise they would find him. So his father's enemies are trying to kill him no, for no apparent reason Mm -hmm. and these women just bought into it so he went so far as to send pictures of him and his bodyguard also in on the con looking like they had been beaten up but it was all staged so he would then ask these women if they would front him money until all of this blew over but like none of these women were wealthy he didn't look for wealthy women i don't know if this guy's the bunghole of the week this guy sounds like he made this a full-time job (laughs) he created an industry that wasn't there Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. made himself a full-time job was doing pretty well for himself, it sounds like. Probably had a like hired out a makeup artist or something to do the I don't know if this guy's a bunghole. And I, he can fly. He's like a superhero. It's <laughs> I, like 
a lot of people fell for it, clearly, mm-hmm. but I almost feel like they're equally bungholes. I would absolutely mm-hmm. agree with that. I mean, you only get a pass for so long until you should really be held accountable for your poor decision-making. Yeah. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yeah. So he conned one woman out of 200,000 pounds. I don't know what that translates into dollars today. But it translates to she's the bunghole of the week. That's, yeah. yeah. So these women took out credit cards in their own names and gave them to him. Oh, Took out multiple loans, and he even asked one woman to pawn her car. She didn't, but like this is—he had no qualms about saying to these women, "Just take out one more credit card, go to a different bank, do that." Uh, was he batting a thousand? I mean, I would like to think that there's at least one woman that crossed paths with him and said, eh, "This sounds, mm-hmm. this sounds a little suspect." I'm, you know what? You're kind of a scumbag. Like, we went on one date. Not and, that and here I we could, are. I'm sure there is, but and not in any of the articles I read, and certainly not in the documentary. Okay. I watched. They basically portray all of you know his his victims. Mm-hmm. Is um, this guy like impossibly attractive, or was the really. entire allure the money? It's always the money, right? So oh my now, Mike, know. Mike, do you feel bad for gold diggers? No, like, like no. It's one of those people. It's like, but I was like, at least you know, if if the guy is like this George Clooney type or like. Uh, Ryan Gosling or, or whatever, and he's out. and he's filthy rich. Like, mm-hmm. okay, now you've got two things going for you. But if right. he's just telling you a story that he's rich, but he can't access his money, and he's not even attractive, mm-hmm. like, come on, ladies. Apparently, you're really shallow because you're chasing the money, but you're not shallow enough to be like you're not even attractive. Okay, <laughs> Mike has not hung out in the lobby of the Liberty Hotel on a Saturday night. Do you know what I'm talking about? That is where women are looking for their sugar daddy, right? Shark Tank. Are they women that you pay for though? I was just a face in the crowd. I clearly overlooked because I didn't have the fat <laughs> yeah. bank Rick, account. It, Rick caught himself. No, I didn't pay. No, no, nope. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no. I, I I don't know if it's still like that, but I remember the Liberty Hotel on Beacon Hill in Boston was kind of like. These are older men with money, and mm-hmm. these are young women, and they are mutually kind of agreeing yeah. to an arrangement. And here. that's, I think, that's totally fine if you are both coming into it. Two shallow honest, people getting together, love it. Completely, you're meant you know, for each other. A rich old dude wants to be seen with a hot young girl, and she mm-hmm. wants to be taken care of, and he knows that's why she's there. Who cares? Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, it's not what I hope for my daughter no, or my son on the flip not. side. I'm, but. Hope, I'm hoping that my kids have better self-esteem than that <laughs> and the ability to make their own way in life. Yes, right. <laughs> but yeah, so he was shameless in his pursuit of money from these women and it went on and on and on. But to your point, Mike, I was talking about this story on Friday night with a few lady friends over dinner. And we all agreed that at some point these women are responsible for their actions. Like if he had said... I need $500 to get through the weekend. And that was, and then mm-hmm. he came back to the well and was like, can I have a thousand dollars? And then they were like, no, this is weird. Okay. Like fool me once, yeah. fool me twice, that mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, multiple loans from banks, multiple credit cards, this woman's 200,000 pounds in debt. Like why were there not alarm bells going off? Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought, I thought that was really shocking, but then I was doing more research and apparently this is actually more common than you would think. This whole quote unquote romance fraud. Mm-hmm. It's apparently, again, more Romance common. fraud Romance is a fraud. term. Okay. It is, yes. I had not heard of it until yeah. today. So, in fact, in 2020 alone, romance scams resulted in losses of over $300 million. Wait, up, million or billion? Million. With an M, okay. Up from $200 million in 2019. And in the UK, they saw romance-related fraud increase by 40% romance in 2021. Romance-related fraud. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And, so, and a lot of that was... 
they thought was due to COVID because people weren't going out. So they were, you know, having these relationships online and it was, you know, really easy to con people who perhaps are isolated and don't have any other relationships going on. So it's it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. So in fact, the FBI has a page on their website dedicated to romance scams and tips to avoid them, including... Be careful what you post online because anything you put out in public is subject for people to kind of dig into. Yep. Research the pr- person's profile details and photos to see if they've been used elsewhere. Ask lots of questions. Be careful if the individual wants to move the relationship very quickly and tries to isolate you from friends and family. Breaks promises to visit multiple times. And last but not least, asks for money. Yeah. Where I'm sorry, where is this list available? The FBI website? FBI.org under romance scams. I mean, bottom line, just get off Tinder, Bumble, and Grinder, and meet people the old-fashioned way, drunk at a bar. Right. Just don't do that either. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. Does, does anyone go to Tinder looking for a relationship, or are they looking for, like, a fling? I'm assuming a fling. Yeah, and so I'm thinking the fact that you were on Tinder in the first place mm-hmm. is, is, like, not... Red flag. Mm. I would mm-hmm. crush it, by the way, on this online dating because I was just in Mike's wedding. All you need is a good picture. Mm-hmm. I got a picture of me in a tux. Bam. Check the box. Check. Uh, I got some- I don't know. You you posted it online and said that you were you suffer from moderate to severe handsomeness Handsome. or something. Yeah. Uh, there were quite a few comments ripping ripping that apart, which yeah. was great. Kathy Fair said I was misdiagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Kathy. Uh, yeah, I just feel like this whole thing, it's kind of gross, really. It's it's sleazy. Everything about it's sleazy. I'm, I'm having a hard time feel bad for the victim. Mm-hmm. If if he was violent in any way, we're talking about something completely different. Right. But right. you got hoodwinked by a guy who just basically he fed off of your not vulnerability, but just your shallowness and your materialism. So now to bring this full circle, are mm-hmm. we deciding that the bunghole of the week is actually the women he swindled? That's yeah. a good question. Because and perhaps as well, a little bit Liz Daly for watching this documentary through to the end. And and <laughs> multiple follow-up articles. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm curious what the listeners think. I think that guy is an asshole. I think these ladies are the bungholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe we got to redefine what a bunghole is. Yeah. You fool. A bunghole is a fool. <laughs> like, wow, this person was just so foolish, you kind of walked into it. Yep. Yeah, an asshole is the guy. He's just an evil man. Um, the bunghole is the knucklehead who fell into the trap. Totally preventable. I like it. Now I'm taking the cheese, Liz. Mm-hmm. Do we watch this thing? It is good entertainment, I have to say. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It's a you know one and done. You don't have to sit through 10 episodes. I was just going to so, ask, how is yeah. it like an hour and a half? I think a little closer to two hours, okay. but it goes fast. Okay. Do either of you have a hard time now watching movies at home or no? No, Leslie no. and I have actually doubled because down on this. Watched I've, Casablanca last night. Oh, nice. Yeah. I feel like Allie and I were trying to watch Nightmare Alley fairly good movie we haven't finished it yet so that he's been married for a week and he's already referring to his <laughs> wife ali as a nightmare did yeah. i hear that right yeah, yeah. but it, it's one of those movies that gets off to a slow start mm-hmm. and like 20 minutes in she said can we not watch movies anymore like has netflix just ruined mm-hmm. us because we're so used to like like a 47 22 minute, minutes yeah. 46 mm-hmm. minutes an hour and three minutes we just watched ben hur it's like four hours it took us all week to watch oh it <laughs> Maybe by the time you get the kids to bed, and by the way, that is a drain, mm-hmm. right? Ugh. So they just sapped so much movie watching energy that mm-hmm. you thought you had going into it, and then you sit down and you're like, I got 
40 minutes. Right. <laughs> and then it's like 10 o'clock, boom. That's a commitment. Yeah, but Ben-Hur, good movie. You got like a week, nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Who watches a four-hour movie? It had an intermission. It literally had an intermission. No way. Yeah, and well, that was back in the day where you would actually go out to the, mm. like the lobby or whatever. Yeah, and smoke a cigarette. Get concessions. Get, yeah. 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 Because the movies were four hours long. So yeah. they fixed that problem. Liz, thanks so much for coming in. We love it. I, I love uh, your contributions. They're so unique. The perspectives are fun. And um, I actually learned a, a lot. I know that I'm going to open up a Tinder account and my little side hustle here. <laughs> okay, ladies? Stay tuned. If you see a guy with a picture of it in a tux with some witty banter <laughs> written underneath. Get out your checkbook. Yeah. Right, exactly. I'm going to need 50 bucks. No, wait. I should ask for more. Yeah. Set, <laughs> set the bar a little higher. They're bungholes, right? Yeah, Go they're ahead. right. Take advantage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thanks, Liz. Mike, why don't, Thank you, you. why don't you get us out of here, Michael? All right. What did we learn this week? Well, you've been hearing about it for over a year. It finally happened. I got married. Rick and I got a mani-pedi. We put the man Rick, in mani-pedi. Rick admitted to thoroughly enjoying the wedding, not just because it was a wedding and he enjoys weddings because it's like date night with his wife without the kids. I didn't get to bring this up earlier, but I noticed and appreciated Rick bounced between so many people, uh, whether it was my friends, Allie's friends, whatever. You made a point to meet as many people as you possibly could. I noticed and I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. um, You're welcome. Also, we had Laura give Rick some pointers on his ADHD. It sounds like it's going to be a lost cause for him. <laughs> State of the podcast, we are striving to improve. I know it seems like we don't care at all, but we're, we're, we're going to try it. We take this nonsense moving, seriously. Yeah, moving forward, we're going to really put in an effort. Mm -hmm. And also, Liz provided us with the bunghole of the week, the Tinder swindler. But also, really, the actual bungholes were probably the ladies that fell for it. <laughs> I didn't watch the documentary to have all the information to make that call, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and go with my gut, and I, th <laughs> I think it was probably the people that fell for it. If you are concerned that you might fall victim to romance fraud, don't forget to check out FBI.org and do some reading on how not to get swindled by the Tinder swindler. And if you're checking us out on Facebook or Instagram, please reach out. Let us know what you would like moving forward. We don't always do it, but every now and then we get suggestions from people and we're like, yes, that needs to happen. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.